police in the morning. Far in the future, on a distant world, the best fighters in the universe compete in a gladiator-like sport called Arena. Steve Armstrong is the first Earthling good enough to be a contender, but an extraterrestrial Kime Lord seeks to end Steve's career for good. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Who review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are, ending out March this year. Men are rigid, chiseled Herculeans. All about men being men. Ripped, chiseled, beating the shit out of things with their fists and everything else they can. Manly men doing manly things. And uh, we're here with the 1989 film Arena. And uh, before we even get into it, the, the fucking the description just doesn't doesn't actually fit the movie. No. There were other humans in this tournament. It's not a world. It's were like a satellite humans? station. I'm not, even, I'm not but, even sure who is human because like they, they throw the word around. But I mean, there are definitely other humans. But, but, it's but like, is this we, person from Earth? What? Like, dude, we haven't even gotten into into it yet. Like, we, we need to just dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties and. Get this over with. Let's, you know, we we already started off on a negative note. Let's just go with the bottom. How about you, Paul? What do you, what do you think? That sounds fair. There's right. A lot of negativity in this one. For me, number three, the handicapper system of fighting in this movie actually takes the thrill out of each fight. I mean, it literally makes the fighters equal in all aspects of their stats. So the only thing that's different about them is that literally their bodies, like. Where's the fun in that? It's like if you take the end boss to every RPG and make them level one, and you level one. Like, what the fuck? It's like storming Ganon's castle when you're armed with a stick and, you know, a wooden shield. And Ganon's actually, like, a piglet. <laughs> Number two. The love interest in this movie is some singer who isn't even good at singing and also happens to be the antagonist's girl. Yeah, Nothing cliche here, and totally nothing bad will happen if the protagonist boinks her. Like, Not at all. Really? Really? Movie? Like, can we be less cliche here? <laughs> There's nothing unique about this film. Number one, there is way too much downtime in this film. For a film about fighting, there sure is a lot of time with no fighting or training going on. And most of the fighting is done in a terrible 80s montage. I mean, fuck it. It's an action movie. The majority of the action in an action movie should not be a montage. Who taught people how to montage? No action montages. Or at least we're going to have a montage, at least show, the, show like the actual fights, so we can just show them like in corner screens of like where you don't even know what the fuck's going on. That was obnoxious. Oh, th those corner screens were all one of the same fight. Oh, whatever. You, yeah, that's, either way, you can't see, tell. Like, exactly. You couldn't tell. Because montage. something. All right. Number three. There are so many scenes of nothing happening in this film. I mean, characters are just standing around and not doing anything. Or you see a bunch of aliens doing alien stuff. Just in case you forgot for a second, this movie takes place in space. It was just so poorly paced and annoying that I found it really hard to focus on it. Number two, dialogue is just terrible. It constantly felt like the writers like were trying to come up with really witty one-liners, but couldn't pull it off, so everything comes up as awkward and stupid. And there are a bunch of random, awkward pauses that just 
really make the whole movie just seem shitty, which, you know, wasn't helped by the fact that all the act acting was shitty as well. Yeah, all the dialogue was, like, clunky and very dryly delivered. Like, there was, there really wasn't much emotion, except for, like, the creepy sexual tension between Steve and Shorty. All on Shorty's part. Yeah, the uh, Bilbo Baggins of this movie. All right, and number one, the fighting in this movie just movie is just fucking terrible. Every fight looks fake as hell. They're like swinging wide and like just barely missing, and like just it's so goofy that you think it's supposed to be a joke. But I'm fairly confident the people that made this were completely serious. And if they try to say that they were just joking around, they're fucking lying. Well, see, I think I think that was just the handicapper system itself. It just it evened out the fights so much that they just they weren't actually fighting at their full selves. So that's such it a just was clumsy. That's such a bullshit. Cop exactly. Out. That's why I don't like the handicapper system. <laughs> Jokes on you. We're only pretending to be stupid. <laughs> so okay, what, how about let's let's give this movie some some props here. Let's let's go for for the the top. We use all our force power. I'm sure we can come up with something good for this. Number three, uh, there are a variety of aliens, and the ones who have prosthetics are actually quite good-looking. I mean, the special effects that are used are done very well. Like, I can't argue against that. There are, of course, those stereotypical aliens that just have, like, a line of paint on their face or, like, hair that's two-tone colors. But there's, like, fish people and, you know, Admiral Akbar and some other Star Wars characters without the Star Wars names. Number Basically. number two, this movie does have fighting, and I mean that that is of course the whole point of this movie. It's it's called arena. It's about arena fights. Like, fighting I'm glad there's cool. fighting. Number one, so this movie made Paul and I think a bit of Yu Yu Hakusho, and that this a is like great fucking anime. Some lost story arc after the Three Kings saga, where Yusuke travels into outer space. And it takes place in the off-world tournament. And he discovers this new form of energy, even more powerful than demon energy, called galactic energy. And he gets killed again, only to come back stronger, because one of his great-great-great ancestors was an alien that had sex with a demon. And he became the first human demonish champion in space combat. That, that was the forgotten arc of you, Hakusho. <laughs> and the best part of Arena. Exactly. Well, that's what you Hakusho needed, another tournament arc. This was also the, the worst story arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure ever. You thought it was going to be a good movie, but it was me, TM. <laughs> All right, number three. The aliens all look ridiculous. Yeah, some of them were more interesting than others, but they all kind of looked goofy, which was kind of charming. I mean, this is a Charles Band film after all, so it's about what I expected. Number two. The fighting was, in fact, terrible. The choreographing was awful. But that made some of the scenes fun to watch because of how bad they are. I mean, in one of the fights, Steve the Human is literally boxing a monster with fucking T-Rex arms and fucking, like, cr like praying mantis legs. It's ridiculous. But, you know, still entertaining nonetheless. It was kind of like he was fighting against one of those, like, football training tackle dummies that have, like, the giant legs on them. and But it had arms. Like, that's all it was. Basically, yeah. Luckily, it had, like, you know, a weak spot and everything that could be exploited so that he can, he can win, even though things, like, six times his size. 
And number one, Corey kind of hinted on this one, but at times this movie really reminded me of, you know, films like Rocky and other fighting-related media that did a much better job at literally everything. I don't know if that's a plus or not, but, you know, it's a plus in my book, I guess. Because it got me away from this movie, at least in my mind. So I know Paul mentioned uh, the dialogue. Let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started off with, First we take care of business, then we see the sights. I got a place. Come on. Nobody tells me what to do. I'm starving. Let's go eat. Swordfish. No point in giving away that what the public will pay for. You die now. When it's over, it's over. And, I, and guess what? It's over. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you've seen Arena and have a favorite quote, leave it in the comments below. Or, you know, anything else you'd like to say about the film. That was such a disappointing quote war. I don't think there are any winners. <laughs> Let's just give it our final take. Let's get it over with. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get to this film? I gave it a seven out of ten. I gave it a six out of ten, and I'm pretty sure that was out of pity. So, Arena takes place in an arena in space. There's people and aliens and fighting and shit. It's a true story of missed potential. Too much focus on characters and story, both of which go absolutely nowhere. Condemn this otherwise terrible movie into the so bad it's bad category instead of so bad it's funny. The fights are the only worthwhile part, and that's only because of the absurdity of most of the aliens Steve faces off with. In the end, it's an easily forgotten prospect of the 80s that seems more like a crossover of Star Wars and the UFC put on in a high school basement rather than its own film. I'd take Steve's ticket and head back to Earth because this is not a fight worth the pay-per-view cost. Arena is about as typical a sci-fi film as you can think of. There are a bunch of goofy-looking aliens, laser beams, holograms, random alien jargon, lots of shiny metal everywhere, ridiculous clothing, a villain who smirks a lot while, speaking, while referring to himself in third person, and a human protagonist who the audience is supposed to relate to. I guess so. The whole movie feels like it's set in some random corner of the Star Wars universe that the Emperor, Empire just kind of forgot to conquer. Steve the Human finds himself in the wonderful world of intergalactic boxing when he gets, in, gets on the bad side of an unscrupulous casino owner. Despite being, a, despite being a human and not a very good fighter in general, Steve somehow manages to become a top fighter due to the conveniently exploitable weaknesses of his alien challengers. The fighting is just ridiculous, the story is contrived and unoriginal, and the characters are bland and forgettable. Regardless of all this movie's faults, and there are many of them, it's somewhat entertaining at times, due to how bad it was. It manages to kind of cross into it's so bad it's good territory, without taking the full jump into it. Which is unfortunate on this movie's behalf. You've heard our final takes, and now it's time for us to tell you how to... Drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Shorty says or does something sexually creepy towards Steve, take a drink. Number two, every time someone says Steve Armstrong, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone mentions 50 years, take a drink. Number four, anytime something seemingly illegal is taking place, 
take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Men Are Rigid Chisels Herculeans Month, every time there's a fight, mano a mano, take a drink. Every time someone speaks in alien jargon, take a drink. Every time you see a new species of alien, take a drink. Every time someone mentions humans, take a drink. And every time the scene takes place in a restaurant or a bar, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment at either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com for new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. We've come to the end of week five. There were five weeks here in March. One of the long ones. For Men Are Rigid Chiseled Herculeans Month. And we've ranked the movies a little differently. We've ranked them by the man of the film, the hero, and, you know, who would win in a fight? Who is top badass. So for me, number five, ranking at the very bottom, Steve Armstrong for a, a marina. I mean, he's really not that good of a fighter and can only really do things because of the handicapper system. Uh, he's just not really a contender. Number four, unfortunately, Rocky. He's tough. He can go the distance, but he's not really a killer. Number three, Mace, Conquest. He had to kill, literally to survive. Number two, Machete, from Machete. I mean, Danny Trejo, come on. He, he can murder you with a stare. The only man that could defeat him is... Number one from Invasion USA, Matt Hunter, played by none other than Chuck Norris, who doesn't even need to look at you to kill you. He's just the man, the man of men. He decides you're dead. You're already dead. All right, for me, number five was Steve. Yeah, Steve Armstrong. I mean, it's hard to see somebody who's a badass when I'm thinking the whole time. Man, I'm not even t- that tough of a guy, and I think I could kick his ass. Number four, Mace. You know, without the golden arrows that he got for the or the light arrows that he got from his boyfriend, I just didn't think he was that tough of a guy. He really struggled against the Wookiees and, you know, all their random, like, monsters in his world. Number three, Rocky. Fuck, Rocky's the number one contender. He went the distance. He has the eye of the tiger. Come on. Number two is Machete. I mean, Danny Trejo killing people in ways that no one would even think of, you know, and carrying a machete the whole time. Badass extraordinaire. However, how can anyone beat the number one badass, Chuck Norris, as Matt um, Hunter in Invasion USA? Yeah. You just can't win against that. I mean, to win against him, you'd have to, like, train carrying a giant Sega Saturn on your back and, you know, date video game characters. Sigata Sanchiro. Though I will say, as the actual ranking for movies I liked for this month would be, number five, Arena. It was not great. Number four, Conquest. Also not great. Number three, Invasion USA. I mean, it had Chuck Norris beating the shit out of, like, Russian invaders. You know, that's pretty badass. For number two, Machete was just extremely entertaining. But number one goes to Rocky. It's overall just an amazing film that deserves all the praise that it gets. 
possibly more. It may somehow be an underrated movie, despite being one of the greatest films ever made. I have to agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I would I would rank them exactly the same. Normally, we differ on one movie or another, but uh, I same. Yeah, with the exception of um, Arena, I'd say most of these movies are actually pretty good. Well, you know, I kind of like it out here in outer space. And next month is April, so w- what do you what are you thinking about, Paul? Well, there are lots of aliens out in outer space. Um, maybe we'll see a few of them come to Earth. Ooh, April, Aliens Month. How about we start out with the 2018 film Alien Surveillance by none other than Mark Polonia. It's another Polonia Brothers film, guys. So until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next